Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hello, and welcome back to Defeat PPD. This is your host, Arielle Wozniak. And I am just so thankful that you have either joined us for the first time on this podcast or you're coming back as a repeat listener. Either way, super thankful that you're here and that you're just spending some time with me today. Um, And so before we get into today's episode, I have a very small ask and well, actually two very small asks. So If you are not already subscribed to this podcast, um, if you have found value in the information that I have provided, um, or even just hearing my story and being able to connect with that, um, I just ask you to subscribe. Or you can leave a review for this podcast, or you can do both. I appreciate both of those actions. Um, Just want you all to know that I literally read every single review that is left in this podcast. And that just helps me to know that I'm sharing the right information or know what should be changed or what you're wanting to hear. And so I really value your feedback and your input. So don't hesitate to do that. And also just want to invite you to check out our website if you haven't already done that. It's defeatppd.com and you can find out all the information about our absolutely free programs um, where we would love to walk alongside you and support you throughout your postpartum journey. So that's my spiel for the beginning of today's episode. Um, But really what I want to talk to you about today is this idea that you can literally reshape your brain and change the way that you think um, through your actual brain and the actions that you take. So I want to start off by just sharing a story with you. I've shared a little bit about my children on previous episodes and may have shared some about Abram and fear, but for some time now, Abram has wrestled with fear pretty much every night. Um, And so whenever it would be time for us to go to bed, you could like visibly see the fear on his face. And so every night we have our little routine where we would pray together in the living room. Um, We would actually start our time with a Bible study and asking them some questions. And then we would go into prayer. And as a family, then we would head upstairs. The kids would get ready for bed, brush their teeth. Um, And during this prayer time, for at least the past three or so years, he's prayed literally the same thing every night and that is not to have any scary dreams and so of course we would all agree with him in prayer and then we would head upstairs um, like I said brush their teeth get them tucked in and by them I really mean the boys because Kyla is she's rogue and so she doesn't follow this whole routine exactly to a T but I digress so get them tucked into bed. And that has been our routine for the past few years. But recently, um, Abram began asking my husband and I to pray over him once he actually got in bed. And so it was an additional prayer 
Um, so we already pray downstairs and pray for no dreams and all those things or whatever. And then he started to ask for us to do pretty much the same thing once we got upstairs. And so, um, we, we would do that and we would pray over him and go through the whole process a second time. And one night as we were tucking him in, tears literally began to fill his eyes. And so I asked him what was wrong and he began begging Jeremy and I for us to let him sleep with us. And he hasn't slept with us for a few years now. Um, he, he slept with us until he was probably like five. I know that's a long time, but whatever, that's what we did. Um, and so he's now nine. And so it's been at least four years that he has not been sleeping with us. He's been sleeping on his own. Um, and so he was just kind of in tears or not even kind of, but he was absolutely in tears, um, really wanting to sleep with us. And so I asked him why, and he said, because something bad might happen. So we did our best to try to comfort him and just kind of give him encouraging words. But it seemed like everything was just kind of going in like one ear and out the other. And I was getting really frustrated because I'm thinking to myself, we've literally done this routine every year or every day rather for the past three years. Like, let's just get on with it. And now we're adding something else to it. And I know it's not bad to pray. Obviously, that's a great thing to do. And I love that that's what he asked us to do to kind of give him comfort. Um, but honestly, I, I was just getting frustrated that the routine was getting longer and longer and more drawn out. Um, if you have older kids, then you've probably experienced putting them to bed and then them coming out and wanting water or having to pee and like, everything in the world is now an issue because it's bedtime. And so that's what I felt like was happening. And so in my frustration, I began to pray for him. And my prayer was something like, Lord, would you please give Abram peace tonight? Would you remind him of your truth that you're always with him and that he has nothing to fear? Would you remind him that he's gone to sleep every night for the past nine years and nothing has ever happened to him? And as soon as I said those words, I like heard what sounded like a chuckle, but my eyes were closed. And so I didn't really know for sure if that's what had happened, but I just continued praying. And I said, would you help him not to believe the lies of the enemy and instead embrace your truth? You've protected him for nine years. I know you'll continue to do the same tonight and every no night after this, just please remind him of that Lord. Amen. And it was a prayer of like true, just like it was frustration. Absolutely. Um, but really just trying to, to plead with not only like God to give him this strength to kind of continue going on, um, but also I wanted him to hear that reminder. And as soon as I opened my eyes, I could see that Abram was smiling back at me. Mind you, just moments before I had prayed, he was hysterical, begging us to sleep, for him to sleep in our bed. And so I kissed him goodnight. I walked out, closed the door, and within minutes he was asleep. So the next night comes and we get ready for bed and I could see kind of on his face that he wasn't as anxious as he normally was. Um, and so it, 
it was a little bit of a different experience. Um, and after I talked to men and prayed over him, he said to me, you know why I wasn't afraid anymore last night? And so I asked him why. And he responded and said, because you reminded me that nothing has happened for the past nine years. So, so powerful. Um, just that, that reminder that changed everything for him. And so whether or not you believe it, your thoughts have power. And the amazing thing about that is your thoughts are fluid. They're not stuck in concrete and permanent forever. So you can believe one thing now, like in Abram's case, that something bad might happen while you're sleeping. And you can believe something totally different two seconds from now. Like in his case, that the bad thing is not likely going to happen because God has protected me for nine years and he's probably going to do the same thing that he's done. So that's enough to, to change his mind in a matter of seconds. And it may not happen the same way for you, but just know that that is possible to change the way that you think. And the Bible and science now is it's teaching us that our thoughts shape who we are now and who we will become. So the simple process of thinking, it impacts the very structure of your brain. The way that you think creates pathways throughout your brain. So through your thought life, you have the power to reshape your brain and completely change your life. You can transform your life by the way that you think. That is mind blowing to me. And it really kind of just drives home the fact that it, that it is a simple process. It takes time, but it's very simple to follow. So I have a question for you. Have you ever noticed that the more you practice something or think about it, the easier it becomes? So like, let's take Abram, for example. For the past few years, he's been practicing or rehearsing tragedy in his brain every single night. So much so that the very thought of bedtime now would trigger feelings of anxiety. Bedtime is not the issue. We obviously all need to go to sleep. It was his beliefs about bedtime that were the issue. The neural pathway that he had created in his brain from this toxic belief triggered an automatic thought without him even trying. So literally day after day, it became easier for him to be afraid at night because the pathway was just becoming strengthened by his continuous practice. The same way that like a basketball player or tennis player or whatever sport, I don't watch sports or participate in them, but the same way that they have these automatic reflexes to block someone who's trying to make a basket or uh, to run down the court and follow the ball or whatever, like they don't have to think about that every single moment because certain things have become automatic. And there are likely things in your own life that are very much an automatic process. I always say that like my getting ready process in the morning is so much of a, a thinking time for me. And it's because I, I already know exactly what I need to do. 
I know exactly how to brush my teeth. Like all these things can happen very quickly and automatically without me even thinking about them. So it's not until something comes to interrupt that. And for Abram's example, it was that I came and reminded him of the truth. And then he was presented with the opportunity to believe something different and build a new neural pathway. And that changed the shape of his brain. So of course, this new neural pathway has only been traveled a few times. So it's not nearly as strong as the other, but it was enough to bring him clarity and peace for now over probably two months or so. Like it's been some time now that he's been able to be at absolute peace at bedtime. And as time passes, this pathway is going to get stronger. And I know that this fear will become more of a a thing of the past. And the coolest part about this all is that this experience is not unique to Abram. Every day you are presented with the same opportunity to restructure your brain, to interrupt the automatic processes that are happening to interrupt the automatic thoughts that are happening and the behaviors. You have the same opportunity to restructure your brain every single day. And so if you learn how to tap into this powerful tool, you'll unlock the ability to overcome any fear in your life. So what I want to do with the rest of today's episode is just give you three super quick tips to help you to get started in this process of restructuring your brain and reshaping the way that you think and behave. So step number one is that you have to get curious. And I was researching in the process of like actually um, putting down all my notes and everything for this episode. And one of the things that I wanted to just have a, a number for is the number of thoughts that run through our head every day. And on any given day, there are more than 6,000 thoughts running through your head. And most of them are just running rogue in your subconscious. So I highly recommend that you spend even just five minutes a day sitting in silence and observing your thoughts. So if you're feeling afraid or anxious or happy or sad, Ask yourself why. What is it that you believe that has triggered this emotion? Whether it be positive or I I use like air quotes for positive or negative um, in terms of the emotion, whether it's wanted or unwanted, what has triggered this emotion? And just the other morning, I was working out to one of my favorite uh, YouTube fitness instructors. Um, Her name is Grow With Joe, or that's not her name, but that's the name of her channel. Um, And as I was working out, I started to get really anxious. And so I decided to get curious and uh, try to explore like why I was feeling that way. Like what was the root cause of these feelings of anxiety? Um, And I wanted to really understand why I randomly started to feel this way when just two minutes prior to starting that video, I was full of excitement and I felt like I could literally take on the day. And so as I got curious and started to explore what I was feeling and why, 
I remembered that the last time that I had done one of her exercises, I wasn't feeling well. And so I was out of breath and I felt like I was going to faint. And I ended up having to stop that workout because I started to get dizzy. And if you've been following me for any amount of time now, you've probably heard about the vertigo that I experienced and all those things. And so dizziness for me is typically one of those things that I'm like, okay, let me slow down and just stop. And it can kind of create a lot of anxiety for me. And I know that that's a trigger in my life. Um, And so I stopped working out for months after that. And it turned out that my brain associated her with dizziness. And dizziness, like I said, for me, is a trigger for anxiety. So without me even noticing, my brain decided to follow an old pathway and it led to me feeling anxious. So had I not gotten curious about what was going on and why I was feeling that way, I would have no idea why I was feeling anxious and I would have carried that anxiety with me throughout the rest of the day. But by getting curious, I had the opportunity to change the way that I was thinking about that. And now it's been probably three, four weeks, and I've been working out faithfully with my girl, Grow With Joe. Check her out on YouTube. Um, I've been working out with her now, and I say working out with her, but I'm watching the videos and working out. She doesn't know me at all. Um, But I have not had that trigger again because I took the opportunity to get curious and be able to really change the way that I was thinking. And because I got curious about my thoughts and emotions, I was able to identify what the lie was that I had inadvertently believed. So that's step number two, identify any lies that you're believing. In my case, it was that working out is bad because I'll end up dizzy and anxious. And so with this lie in place, it's no wonder that I felt anxious three minutes into my workout. When you bring those thoughts though to the conscious mind, because it was in the subconscious, it was just an automatic thought that I didn't even know was happening. But once it's in the, the conscious mind, it becomes a lot easier to not only examine that thought and determine if it's like rational, but it also allows you to point out whether or not it's a lie or the truth. So just as Abram laughed as soon as he realized that he'd been believing a lie, you'll start to notice how silly some of the things are that you believe. And so it was, like I said, my thought was in the subconscious when I was working out. His thought was in the subconscious when he was getting ready for bed. And then as soon as I had that one little like interruption for him, he got curious and brought that to his subconscious and was like, eh, that's not actually making sense. This is a lie that I'm believing and laughed out loud because of it. I didn't laugh out loud when I was feeling anxious, but I mean, you might laugh. I don't know what that looks like for you, but it was like an aha moment for me when I recognized the lie. And then that leads me to step number three. And this one is likely the one that's I'd say that the hardest of the three steps, but still not super hard. It just takes some practice, but you have to replace that toxic. um, I don't know why I said toxic, toxic that way, but you have to replace that toxic thought and that lie with the truth. So now that you know you're believing a lie, 
you have to actually do something about it. So what do you do? You tell yourself the truth. And so what is the truth about what you believe? And sometimes it's not super like black and white and very clear to identify what was the truth, what was a lie. Um, So like, for example, going back to Abram's story, someone could break into our house one night, but it's unlikely that they would. I personally have been alive for 32 years now, over 32 years now, and I've never experienced a break-in. If you're listening to the podcast, you might be someone who did unfortunately um, experience some sort of house break-in or what have you. But the overwhelming majority of us likely have not. And Abram, in his case, he had been alive for nine years and never experienced anything bad happening at night. And so the evidence that we had suggests that it's not likely that it's going to happen and it's simply not worth worrying about. We have our alarm system, we have our cameras, and we are just going to trust that God will protect us. Worrying about this potential thing that could happen is not going to do us any good whatsoever. It brings us no benefit. In fact, it does quite the opposite. It's making you anxious. It's making you feel uh, uh, like you can't sleep well at night or whatever it is. And so you have to tell yourself the truth about that situation. And as I said, it might not be, oh, the truth that, that nothing bad is ever going to happen to me. Eh. It's, there's probably going to be some bad things that are going to happen to you. But the likelihood of something just like bad happening in Abram's case, like what his actual worry was, it was not very likely. And so you'll have to work through that for yourself and determine whether or not that's something that's worth you actually believing or holding on to and internalizing and worrying about. Nine times out of 10, it's not because worry is not even productive. It just causes you to feel worse. And so you have to replace whatever that toxic thought is, whatever that lie is that you're believing and you will feel so much better. As with everything that I tell you in terms of advice or um, giving you my stories, like this is not an overnight process. But eventually, if you take the time to really get curious and try to understand what's going on, why you're feeling the way that you feel, and then identify any lies that you are believing and go through the process of replacing those lies with truth, you absolutely will feel better. You'll be creating those new pathways. And as you do that process over and over and over again, those pathways will become stronger. And soon enough, before you even realize that you're a year down the road, Now that will be your automatic thought and your automatic process because you've taken the time to reshape your brain. All right, well, I hope that these tips are super helpful to you and that you're actually able to start using them in your everyday life. If you found benefit from this episode, 
Um, I would encourage you to share this with someone else that you feel like could benefit from this information. This is one of those episodes that I feel like is very much universal for anyone who's experienced like experiencing that fear or anxiety or um, depression and all of those things. It's not just within that kind of postpartum period. So I encourage you to share this episode with a friend or family member that you think could benefit from it. And I also just thank you for kind of joining me again on another episode. Um, If you wouldn't mind, I would love to just pray for you for just a moment more. And if you would, just join me in prayer. Lord, I just thank you so much for another episode, um, another opportunity to pour into your daughters, um, another opportunity to encourage your daughters and to equip them with your truth so that they can go out into the world and impact others. Um, I pray for their healing, Lord. I pray that they are able to walk in whatever calling it is that you have for them. And I pray that you would just give them supernatural peace right now, even as they're walking through these really challenging times in their lives. I just pray that they would know um, and experience your peace in your presence. I thank you again, Lord, for this time together. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I will see you on the next episode. Bye.